0: Let's get educated. That's why we're here, to bring you the stories impacting K-12 classrooms and college campuses. It's time for a little education.
1: Hello everyone, I am Katie Poucher joined as always by David Fiorazzo. Now before we get started with all the craziness we're about to talk about, let's talk about some sanity, David. Yes. This is your reminder everyone that Freedom Project Academy, our K-12 Judeo-Christian online academy is enrolling students right this moment, right now. And right now they are enrolling students for the fall. So all you have to do to get a little bit more information is go to freedomforschool.com. That's freedom f o r school. Dot com, And that'll get you started, and that'll get you some information, and then you can uh, join all of us here at Freedom Project, and you can have your students be educated in the manner that is a true education. Unlike what we see pretty much every day on this show, David. Pretty
2: much. much. Yes. In fact, yes. I think you could say every day.
1: Yes, every day. Now we're going to get to our craziness because new undercover videos show medical clinics having conversations with parents about performing gender reassignment surgery on children as young as what is it? Ten years old. Ten years old, David.
2: That would be considered a child. Yes, Yes, children. Now, Project Veritas. Thank you for the work that you do. They released. What the headline says, and I agree, disturbing undercover video footage uh, from gender clinics offering advice for children. So what does this look like? Um, first of all, the hashtag, I thought that was interesting. How young is hashtag too young? <laughs> Jeez. Mm-hmm. Um, how about any age? Any, yes. um, if you really talk about what they're doing here. So let's, let's look at the story here. We've got a brief video, we'll get to it in a second. But of course, we know Project Veritas does some wonderful work, but they, re- they released part one of its series on the practices of gender clinics in the U S and they obtained these undercover videos, medical professionals appear to admit to treating children as young as eight. Did
1: you say 10? Well, it's eight for, yeah, I'm going under, you're going under eight even for that.
2: for gender confusion. They claim is transgenderism recommending life altering puberty blockers for a 10 year old. There's yep. the 10 year old and they can't stop there. Oh, Cross-sex cross hormones for minors as young as 14. So before we go any further, we've got a quick video. Check this out. I'm just, I've never done a 10-year-old. Yeah. To be quite fair wow. with you, I've done what 15, 16. Meet Dr. Matthew Pabas, a family medicine specialist at the St. Mark's Institute in New York City. Here, he admits that he performs transgender surgery on children
0: as young as 15. You don't think anybody can do that for a 10 year old to do the surgery? They could, yeah. That's what yeah. we're looking for. That's what we're
2: looking for. Like that's going to be definitely a psych- psychiatrist to sign off on it. Okay. 100%. If that's
0: we were 100%. able to get that, though, from yeah. a certified psychi- yeah. psychiatrist, yeah. we then could bring that into the person. They wouldn't sure. be like, oh, they're too young. They can Again, the
2: sort of psychology. I'm going to hook you up with the groups that actually do this, like centers. Okay. Yes. Centers that do this. Yeah. <laughs> so they will have all the resources in one. I'm not going to leave you hanging. <laughs> Just at 10 years old, it's right with puberty yeah. So I don't know. I don't want to shortchange him and start testosterone blockers and like something. His bones fuse and he's short. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I don't mm-hmm. know if it'd be better to like delay puberty or or whatever they do till age 14 then grow a little bit and then start the
0: T. it's just or, the the trauma of it of course no no, no
2: that that's yeah. that also takes into it that like should we just be on blockers now so hopefully you were able to read the words there on the screen um a couple things jumped out at me katie patrick saint marks
1: yes i know i <laughs> i was like oh as soon as it said saint marks i was like mm, david's gonna have a couple comments on this one well, wait a
2: minute now is it a religious institution? Probably a not. Religious <laughs> hospital Once or office. Once upon a
1: time, as you like to say, when your great grandparents were around, what were my great grandparents? Then, then it was, but now it is yeah. not. Yeah, that definitely jumped out to you and me. And did the. Uh, background images jump out there were some funko pops i think they're called little figurines i was reading the text because clearly the doctor there is all about being hip happening and what the kids are into i didn't notice such as cutting off what would normally develop as oh there breast tissue or you know other things happening but he's he's cool oh yeah did you see like his tone his tone throughout this thing, oh, yeah, we'll get you hooked we'll up. We'll get we you hooked this. up. We with- got Oh, man, but, you know, got to be careful because, like, you know, we don't want the, if the bone fusion because he's short or whatever. And, uh, but, hey, we'll, like, take care of it. Maybe we'll just kind of wait a little bit, but then totally, totally hook you up. That's the demeanor of apparently this doctor and other doctors who aren't actually, well, I think they understand, but they just don't care of what they are doing and the harm they are going to cause to these children
2: so dr john stever at mount sinai adolescent health center in new york city uh who's mentioned he says he follows the world professional association of transgender health or w did you hear that mm-hmm. world professional association of transgender health i didn't yep. know that existed katie did you
1: no uh, no but of course it exists because <laughs> Since it has oh transgender and health in it, and we're calling the world professional. That's
2: right, the world. Well,
1: let's did they look up in a phone book back when phone books don't exist anymore? But they were like, oh, we need some sort of guidance. Well, there's this organization that's called this, so obviously we must just trust whatever they say. I thought they'd use
2: the word global at least. But anyway, here <laughs> another thing I found or I find to be actually fascinating. So many of these, and it's not just Project Veritas, uh, Center for Medical Progress, and others do these undercover videos, I'm thinking, and they still people still just keep on blurting out their business, they don't care. And they're not aware, they're not hip to the fact that there is actual journalists that are trying to get them quoted.
1: And, And that's precisely the point is they are so confident in themselves. Same. Why do teachers go on TikTok? And blatantly say, "Hey, that's a good point. You better look out, parents, because your students—they're not your students. They're my children now. Yeah, they, I'm right. going to teach them this. I'm going to defy whatever I am told to do. I—it's all about me. I'm going to do what I want, out blatantly stated out there for the world to see, knowing that people could find it, but they don't care because who's going to punish them? It, it, What's the punishment? Other than in." eternity but that's okay we're here on earth they are going to be just fine because who's on their side world governments are on their side media is on their side anyone who is in quote-unquote activist that is their one and only focus mm-hmm. so those people will fight for yeah. them till the end so they're on their side the sanity and the sane people are the ones who aren't thinking to even do these things but that's, that's a good
2: point because there's Not a lot of accountability when these people do get caught. Um, So one really quick point here. The group also focuses on a woman named Prisha Mosley, who says she was pressured into transitioning by medical professionals who suggested she would end up dead if she didn't take the action they recommended. So the doctor said it was transition or suicide. And um, she said, like I was given no choice, I was told you will kill yourself if you don't follow through with these treatments. Wow, Katie. Well,
1: nope, that's exactly it too. These, these, these activists, these people for the transgender movement, they don't care about the human being who's in front of them. They only care about the narrative and what embodies the like, movement that they're with in that person. So Prisha Mosley, who is a human being? is just looked at by these people, this transgender movement, the medical professionals, as another example. Like, oh, there's a transgender. That's it. It's only about which intersectional box you tick. It's not about the actual human being. So, of course, they, they are like, we need to get this intersectional box on our side. So we're going to... Here's the dichotomy. It's either you will end up dead or you transition and then you'll live. But I thought we were told that if... uh, Well, like... I guess we have been told that if you don't accommodate to everything that they do, suicide will happen. But now they, uh, the people who've had this happen to them are more suicidal now that they've they've gone through with it. So what we see in reality is that pushing all of these surgeries, hormones, puberty blockers, all of this onto our most innocent, these 10 year olds, eight year olds, 14 year olds, before they go through puberty and come through the other side of what happens naturally in your body during puberty. Uh, With that, with them not being able to just go through that normal thing, they are, once they finally get past it and and, and, they have those surgeries done, that's when they finally figure out what would have happened beforehand. So what I'm trying to say basically is, if you just let puberty take its natural course, Mm -hmm. like God intends it to do, you will come out the other side who you should be, right? Hormones go through you as a teenager. You've been a teenager, David. Did you have hormones go through you? Likely so. Right? If you can remember then, back in the day, hormones happen in all of us. (laughs) That's called puberty, that's natural. What they're trying to do to these children is clearly, unnatural
2: and demonic but still to come florida is done with the sexualization sexualization of children in the classroom as a new law will now prohibit all k-12 public schools from teaching about gender identity and sexual orientation stay with us
1: today's episode is brought to you by freedom project academy looking for a k-12 classical online school built on judeo-christian values fpa is enrolling now for the fall Request your free information packet at freedomforschool.com. That's freedomforschool.com. All right, David, let's uh, actually talk about something going well in the ability to save our children because we have one state, one state, who is doing the? Can just I guess? Mm, yes, Let's you can see. Guess. Is, it,
2: is it Massachusetts, California, Absolutely Washington, not Oregon,
1: any of uh, Rhode states. Island,
2: Connecticut? No, it's Florida. 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 Yes. Now,
1: the Florida Department of Education approved a proposal last week to extend the state's parental rights in education law, which prohibits certain lessons on gender identity and sexual orientation, to cover now grades four through twelve. Now, unfortunately, you. May have only heard about this whole parental rights and education law. One, if you watch us here, uneducated, because we've talked about it. Yes. Or um, thank you, by the way, for watching. Uh, or two, you know this bill as the "Don't Say Gay" bill, right? Uh, it is not anywhere in the bill. Don't say gay, but of course. Well, wait a minute. How can they call it that then? Because the media doesn't care about truth <laughs> yes. in reporting. Oh, yes. Okay, so. Back in March, the Florida Department of Education proposed a rule that would actually build upon the state's parental rights and education law, which prohibited instruction on gender identity and sexual orientation through the third grade, okay? So I just said grades 4 through 12. So basically what they're doing is piggybacking now uh, from going through third grade to get something on the books for grades 4 through 12. (laughs) What about the rest of our children, basically, they were saying. So now there is something on the books for fourth through 12th grade. And the approved rule does not need legislative approval and it will go into effect in about a month's Mm -hmm. time. Now here's the rule stated, for grades four through 12, instruction on sexual orientation or gender identity is prohibited unless such instruction is either expressly required by state academic standards or is a part of a reproductive health course or health lesson for which a student's parent has the option to have his or her student not attend. Now, just in that language alone, how can we not all get behind that? Because what... There's an opt-out. There is an opt-out. Yeah. And the people on the left... Because the argument is, oh, they don't want our children to know anything about health. And they don't, and they're saying, they're, you know, it's like the, the same thing with the history argument. They don't want our, te- our kids to know about history. No, no. We will still teach the kids about history. Or we will still, in this case, teach the kids about health. But it is, has to be expressly required by state academic standards. Or it has to be part of a reproductive health course or a health lesson. What they are trying to do in Florida. Is make it so your math class is not all about sexual orientation and gender identity. Or they're not going to make it that your history class or any other class that has no reason to have anything about gender identity and sexual uh, reproduction and all this nonsense put into that curriculum. Because what is happening around the nation is that's all that seems to be pushed. That's what education is now. That's
2: filtered in every subject. In
1: every single subject. Actually,
2: uh, we have a teacher that is one of the dissenters to this bill. Watch.
1: I am a man. Um, I have never identified
2: as anything other than a man, and I have looked and sounded this queer my entire life. My mom says she knew who I was when I was two, and I have spent every day of my life proving her right. You cannot legislate these clothes off of my body And you cannot legislate me out of the classroom. This is who I am, and I should never have to fear being fired for being myself. I am here, I am queer, and there's nothing you can do about me. (laughs) I'm here, I'm queer, and there's nothing you can do about me.
1: But good for you. What does that have to do with math education? And education. I don't, like, you can show up to class and teach the curriculum dressed as you are fine but just don't bring your sexual like your sexuality into it just as i don't care like if you are married and you are straight to gender all that other things that we used to just call being human whatever i don't care to hear about your sexual experiences either i don't i don't if you're a math teacher teach math if you're a history teacher teach history if you are the health teacher Teach what they are now saying in Florida. If it only is in the state standards or it is specifically about reproductive health, it doesn't have to be about your personal experiences with sexuality. Jeez. No one cares.
2: But uh, this is like an anthem, what we just heard from this guy. I'm <laughs> here, I'm queer. This is like, the, well, the Transgender Day of Visibility. We see you already. You don't need a day of visibility. We just don't agree with your twisted warped delusional ideology that's all
1: yes and if that's the only identity you have is all about your sexuality your sexual orientation all that it's sad it's, sad. Yeah. it's quite frankly it's sad if that's yeah. all you are now when we come back we have <laughs> well we do have florida getting destroyed by leftists for keeping the sexual orientation lessons out of the classroom well hey just head on over to California where it's being celebrated when there's a bill right now that would mandate the exact opposite of what is happening in Florida so we're gonna talk about that next
0: today's show is sponsored by our friends at my pillow save up to 66% on pristine quality bedding towels slippers signature pillows and much more when you use the code educated that's Educated. Support this show and a great American company.
1: Now, this next story will serve as a reminder to any of you who've been watching us. You may be like, well, wait a minute, Katie. I've heard about this story before because, hey, guess what? We're just talking about it again because it's still ongoing and it's happening in that place of California, which still has has not fallen off the face of the earth. It's still hanging on by a thread. Now, politicians are all about their politicianing, ing And uh, it's about greasing the skids to get what you want, right? If you're a politician, you grease the skids to get what you want, and there is no one who is greasier than Governor <laughs> Gavin Newsom <Greasome> of <laughs> California.
2: You're Emperor Newsom. Uh, as Emperor Newsom. How I like to like. refer to him. Yeah.
1: So Gavin Newsom. Um, <laughs> we talked about this story back in February when there was a bill that was first introduced, and it would take the power to set individual, like local school districts, to have the power to set their own curriculum. It would. This bill would take it away from individual school districts. It would put it at the what do you know state level. So if you're a more conservative school district community more on the interior portions of California and not so much on the coast. Um, you would no longer, if this bill passed, no longer be able to set your own curriculum. So hmm. just think of everything that's on the coast wow. would come inward wow. to you more conservatives uh, areas. And so if that wasn't the worst part, it would also potentially stir some uh, money, money, money profits to the wife of Governor Gavin what? Newsom. Now, how, how, is, does, how does that work? Now, how does that work? Well, well look here's, at that.
2: That's a handy little...
1: Yeah, so we talked there? about the bill itself, and basically, we'll talk about, uh, I guess, Newsom's, The money funneling. Yeah, the money funneling in a moment here. But the bill itself is California Assembly Bill 1078, and okay. it says this bill would revise the list of culturally and racially diverse groups to instead include materials that are accurately Uh, portray the contributions of people of all gender expressions and the role of contributions of LGBTQ plus Americans. The bill would also require that every instructional material adopted by a governing board include proportional and accurate representation of California's diversity in the categories of race, gender, socioeconomic status, religion, and sexuality. And of course, this would have to start in the 24 25 school year and uh The district shall only be able to remove books or publications or papers from schools and school libraries with the approval from the state board so you now must bow down to everything at the state level so if you are conservative at all religious at all you're out yeah you're you're in trouble now you may be wondering again well how does this tie up into governor newsom's wife well Jennifer Siebel Newsome is the founder of a nonprofit called Representation Project. Uh, and that representation project can
2: we put nonprofit in air quotes. Yeah, there you
1: go. Uh, it produces films on social justice topics. And then it licenses them and accompanying lesson plans to schools for a fee. And two of the films even feature her husband, of Gavin. Course. Isn't that nice? Now, the films are being used in about 5,000 schools in and outside of California, uh, which reaches about 2.6 million students. So Gavin Newsom's face is being shown to 2.6 million students, unfortunately. And according, uh, that's all according to Representation Project's stats. Now, since 2012, the group has received nearly $1.5 million in screening revenue. Yes. So because they're putting this out into the schools, they're getting all those profits back. Now... Uh, That's just according to the tax filing. So who knows what the true number is? Um, Yeah, so we don't know how much of it actually came from the schools because, you know, they don't want to give all those details out. Oh, um,
2: by the way, the nonprofit sent $1.6 million to Girls Club Entertainment. Mm -hmm, Mm. mm -hmm, Siebel Newsom's for-profit firm. So
1: the nonprofit went to the for-profit. Yes, in
2: other words... Gavin runs the government. Yes. The government funds the schools. The schools pay a quote nonprofit. And the nonprofit pays her company, the Emperor's wife, and existing state policies, and now a new bill would further pressure the schools to license the films.
1: Well, isn't that nice? And don't worry, That's they are sexually works. explicit films. We've talked about it. Go back to that that episode a little while back this came out in february but we're just reminding everyone that it's still alive and well in california and so you have california and then you have florida where do you want to live yeah you decide now still to come we have a man from the land down under that's australia area new zealand area land anyway he uh set an insane world record for the most push-ups performed in just 60 minutes now we're gonna see how many David can do after the break so stay tuned
0: if you have a smartphone tablet Roku or Apple TV consider downloading the freedom project media app it's 100% free and includes all of our weekly shows plus lecture series archive programs and award-winning animated videos for families like the presidential minute battles of America and heroes of the West Don't rely on the social media giants to keep you informed. Simply download the Freedom Project media app from your app store and allow notifications. And we'll let you know when a new video is ready.
2: Well, over in Australia, We apparently have a new world record holder for the most push-ups in one hour. Um, Katie just told me during the break that she could do a certain amount, which was more than I could do. So I can only imagine uh, how many push-ups we could do. But he's 33 years old, Yep. and he actually managed an insane 3,000... Two hundred and six push-ups. Is that a typo, Katie? Mm-hmm. That, that can't be right.
1: Well, it, it it's accurate when you break down how he did it, but it's insane that he was able to keep that up for that long. For an hour. Yeah, for, for an, an hour. hour. So he did the push-ups in thirty-second sets, aiming for twenty-six push-ups in each set. So I mean, you're going just under a sec, like a second per. Push up, right? Or just a little bit over a second or whatever. So uh, he actually exceeded what his own goal was to be. He averaged 26.7 push ups in every 30 second set. Every 30 seconds, he was doing 26.7 push ups. So what's interesting about this uh, is to qualify for the world record, he actually had to maintain perfect form for each of his push ups or they did not count towards his total. So he did an additional like 34 that weren't quite full now based on that image right that you have on the screen that would be incorrect and now i know it's a still frame but like his his hips are sagging yeah and so i'm guessing that either didn't count or we were just at such a freeze frame portion where he didn't quite have his hips up yet or they were going down now he has quite a wide i guess handset he does have his feet together but that's the, I do push-ups on the regular, and uh, to do that many every thirty seconds is insane. So he, he must have been the best kid in his gym class. That's Jeez. what I have to say. Good on him.
2: Jeez, How many yeah. push-ups
1: can you do out there? Let us know in the comments. Wow. Maybe Puts we'll us to shame.
2: Puts us to shame. Yeah.
1: For shame. Now, what's interesting too? His uh his record may already be gone.
2: Oh no. According to say it
1: isn't so. According to the article at okay. least okay i mean we don't have evidence of it but apparently there was a another man who may have beaten helmke's record by 58 no push-ups another Maybe. 58 allegedly. Are, allegedly allegedly so here. if we ever find yeah. <laughs> out that's it's insane either right good on you oh man my shoulders
2: Is hurt just hearing about pectorals that. hurt well no just my shoulders just yeah i guess the pecs pectorals
1: would too, well, I played anyway. drums
2: for years, so the shoulders oh. started wearing down. Mm. So that's why I'm literally saying you can do more push-ups than me. I'm not that's joking. That's why? Yeah.
1: That's why you're saying? Yep. All right. Well, if you are a fan of the show, hey, do you thing, Like, comment, share this video if you're watching us on social media. And also, don't forget to check out Freedom Project Academy for the fall.
2: And mention Educated.
1: Also, yes, mention Educated when you go to Freedom ForSchool.com. that's freedom, F-O-R, school.com when you uh, you get started to learn about this. Yep. And again, educated. Let them know where you heard about it. It was here with the two of us. All right, now for David and myself. Thank you for watching, thank you for listening, and thank you for supporting what we do. Until next time, stay educated.
0: Educated is directed and produced by Mike Menzel, hosted by Katie Petrick and David Fiorazzo, makeup and hair by Katie Shoal. Graphics designed by Dan Kaler. Educated is owned by Freedom Project Media. See other shows and content at freedomproject.com or download the Freedom Project Media app. Copyright 2023.